0: Besties, welcome back to not another podcast. I am still your host, Ari, and today I am joined by I think my first repeat guest and friend of the pod, friend in real life, and also my platonic coworker, Tanner. Welcome, Tanner.
1: Thank you. It's an honor. I'm glad to be back. Um, yeah, coworker first.
0: Yes. Almost.
1: Yeah, even when we're not co-working. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Right. This is a,
1: we're on company time right now
0: so. we 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 kind of are and on the company company and on the company zoom yeah uh, <laughs> so <laughs> i was to keep up with the new you know culture revamp of the pod i wanted to do like a movies of 2022 so far review because Uh, There's a lot of stinkers. There's a lot of bad movies. And Tanner and I both um, have the AMC Stubs membership, which means we get to go to a lot of movies. And we try to go to like one a week. And so we've seen a lot of theatrical releases this year. Um, mostly together. Do have
1: it or are we cursed with it? Like, I think we're cursed with the AMC <laughs> stuff membership at this we point. Can't, like, we this can't year.
0: get rid of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't stop if we tried. And um, did you see they're bringing Pass back separately?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I low-key excited.
0: <laughs> Will we have to switch or are you going to get both? Uh,
1: no, I I probably won't switch. Uh, okay. But, like, I just am excited for, like, 2017. I, you know?
0: Yeah. I could use a um, read it. right and so oh yeah so we we got the Stubbs membership we see a lot of movies and so we just wanted to kind of like go through what we've seen together and then of course we've also seen a couple things apart sadly Um, and yeah just kind of talk about some of the things that have come out this year and we have a bit of a rating system if you will um, to kind of judge these movies by courtesy of Tanner so An absolute dead fucking last are flops. Um, don't think this needs much of an explanation, but you know, if a movie flops, they're a flop. Um, next, we have Passable. Now, Tanner, would you like to describe what Passable means?
1: Passable is like, it's not a like, there's elements that are fine, but like, I would not watch it again, but like, I didn't feel like I two hours of my life were robbed.
0: Okay. Okay. You know,
1: you know okay. like, yeah, eh, you know, it's a yeah. solid, like, C minus D plus, you know, barely, you're barely yeah. by.
0: Okay. Um, the next category is did what they had to do now, Tanner, would you like to elaborate on this?
1: Yeah. It's more like you, they didn't try to change the form. They didn't try to do anything particularly unique. Uh, but if we went to see X movie for, well, X is a good example, <laughs> we went to go see a movie for a reason that we, we wanted to see a horror movie or we wanted to see a comedy. Um, and there really wasn't anything outside of that that made it interesting. Like they, they, they completed the assignment, you know, yeah. that's, you know, C plus, you know, B minus uh, C plus, you yeah. know, it's, you know, did what it had to do. Um,
0: Absolutely. Um, the next category is actually good. So I think that pretty much speaks for itself. And then the final category, the top tier, the best category is best picture. Um, we are preemptively just nominating our own our own ideas for best picture. We, we know um, already what some of the top contenders are based on the films of this year. There, uh, spoiler alert, there aren't many, but there yeah, are some.
1: Th- it's just one, actually. <laughs>
0: right and we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) no spoilers don't give it away but but yeah so that's kind of the categories we're going to be ranking these movies by we have a lot of movies so I kind of just want to go ahead and jump into it so yeah without further ado here are our 2022 theatrical release reviews Okay. So one thing I forgot to mention is we're going to go in release order and talk about, I don't even know how many are on here, probably like 20 movies. We might have to do a part two, depending on how long this goes, because we're a couple of chatty bitches and we have a lot of thoughts. So first movie we saw this year together was Scream. Scream 5, technically, I guess is what it is. I famously love Scream. It's like one of my favorite franchises. I have ghost faces knife tattooed on my body i love scream <laughs> and <laughs> and i was happy with this movie i you know whenever they reboot scream a lot of the times it's not great so i was apprehensive but the cast was solid they yeah. brought back the ogs um and it had a good soundtrack i was i was overall pleased with the movie was a perfect no of course not um Spo- i guess i should also say spoiler alert for literally all the movies we talk about sorry not sorry go yeah. see it. they've been out for months um but but you know Dewey being killed by like a five foot tall girl was upsetting um just a couple of inconsistencies that you know weren't great but dylan minette was yeah movie and that yeah. was enough um tanner what, what were your thoughts on scream
1: um it was good i mean i'm not a like lifelong fan of Scream. like i've seen the original maybe twice um but I'm not familiar with like the lore like I know that Heather Matazaro was in like the third one right <laughs> right um, but um other than that I mainly know the main girls but I would say like for a reboot compared to like last year's like just trash can Halloween kills <laughs> um this this is it. did what it had to do for me yes great young cast that could because. like move the, the story forward jasmine savoy brown you know mm-hmm. of yellow jackets she was great
0: so good
1: um, it's the year of jenny ortega oh apparently. yeah big time apparently i don't know why um <laughs> but great. she's just one of those girls yeah um and yeah your your bestie dylan manette and yeah. a
0: nepotism baby cuba gooding junior son Thanks mason there. gooding yes. Yes. yes
1: Who who is hot yeah and oh yeah not, yeah it's not fair but um I agree. We have to live with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the the movie overall like had good twists and turns. It paid homage to the the original while like kind of moving the story forward. Totally. However, I think you'll agree <laughs> a lot how they're treating Nev Campbell now.
0: Yes, I'm so. I mean, I I. Actually, no, I'm going to say that I am surprised by this because, hello, she's literally Scream. She is Scream. And so to for those who don't know... She plays the
1: character Scream. <laughs> right. Um,
0: <laughs> for those who don't know, they're doing Scream 6 because Scream 5, this reboot, whatever, sequel, um, did fairly well and people liked it. So they're doing another one. And Nev Campbell, who is the Sydney Prescott she isn't returning because they didn't pay her enough which totally fair and also you know she's the integral part of the story I thought when she came out and was like hey they're not paying me enough I thought they would have like done it but I guess they still haven't and she's just not going to be in the movie and that's insane um
1: quite yeah Yeah, I mean especially it would be interesting to see what David Arquette got paid. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, she is... It's not like she's, like, per se, like, a an A-list star. But, like, you can't have this movie without her. So, um, unless they're just going to kill everybody off and make it, like, the new girls are the new Scream. Right. Um, but that kind of ruins the... I don't know. It just ruins the lore. You always Absolutely. kind of hate her. Um, so... Absolutely. flops uh flop for the treatment of Nev campbell um yes. justice for Nev campbell but good for her um but maybe she'll come around i don't know or maybe they'll come around
0: they so. better what they look so bad right now doing that and i will say um one thing one flop from scream as well was <laughs> billy loomis's ghost
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was
0: so unhinged first of all i mean i love ski orich like he is one of the hottest of the hotties of all hot people um, but that was cringe and also flop. Not bringing back. If you can bring back the fucking ghost of Billy Loomis, you can bring back Matthew Lillard's character. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, I that was annoying too. But alas, yeah.
1: it I see Ulrich was de aged, right?
0: Hey, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that. It was
0: that was cuckoo.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, good. And, oh, oh, there's another inept- nepotism baby in this movie. Completely forgot just looking at the cast. Jack Quaid.
0: Oh, yeah. Speaking of the young, the new young Hollywood, he is like another it guy right now, I feel like. Yeah.
1: Double nepotism, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like Ryan's son and Dennis Quaid's son. Crazy.
0: The fact that they reproduce it all is crazy, but um, I would also, I was going to say I would also like to reproduce with Dennis Quaid, but I don't know. I feel like lately he's kind of been a, a crazy person.
1: Yeah. You know, I have no, one more thing to say. Oh, yeah, this. please. Um. Completely forgot because I don't know these people's names. I know them from movies. Yeah. um, But the young girl named Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Oh,
0: I love her. I love
1: her. She was fantastic in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. And she basically gave that in this movie.
0: Yes. um,
1: But in a new way, she reminds me of, and you know this person, she reminds me of a very specific person that we have both met um, (laughs) who is just unhinged. okay okay Um, and uh you know what i mean and um (laughs) she is her uh in this movie um and it has to be said uh so in terms of playing that girl a plus
0: yeah she did that um yeah i love that actress a lot she is super super good and she knows how to she knows how to be in a scary-ass role so um Good note, good note. Okay, I think yeah, we've said all we need to say about Scream, and I think we've unanimously come to a decision that um, Scream 2022, Scream Five, it did what it had to do, and I'm I'm content with that ranking. Moving on, oh no, <laughs> to an absolute mess is Death on the Nile, um, an Agatha Christie adaptation, which I didn't know until the movie had ended. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean, you've seen the memes. You've seen Gal Gadot say enough champagne to fill the Nile over and over again on Twitter. Um, wow. what What a movie. I guess I will say I don't have the context of the previous one, which was the movie on the train, right?
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh,
0: is it the Orient? on the yeah. Orient Express. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: Um yeah, which was also not good. Well, yeah. I it mean. was bad. Um and it had but it had a better cast. So it just like they like took I mean, they got Judy Dench for that one, for God's sake. And then <laughs> for this one, they just were like, is Galgado available?
0: <laughs> oh, is, is Army Hammer around? Is start-
1: available uh is um like literally <laughs>
0: Anti-vaxxer Letitia, right? She's around, right? There were two
1: anti-vaxxers in this movie. And then there's that <laughs> other guy, Russell Brand. Like, why? <laughs> oh my god. Like truly really the unhinged nature of this cast that we look upon it. Um, just why? And that Benning, she was great, but why? And then that girl from sex education, don't remember her name. Emma Mackey. Emma Mackey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was just bad. But you know, it was so bad. That for me it was like cats, and that like I have since rewatched half of it and Stop. found it.
0: Already.
1: So So, um, as wow. a as a drama, not it, but mm-hmm. as a kind of piece of camp, and <laughs> like it's like it's kind of like Nicole Kidman uh, AMC intro. Yes. Um, there are pieces that are just so funny that you have to kind of rewatch. Um, there's that scene where. The boat is just flying floating by. Um, there's it's just a completely normal scene of just like this bird just like on the Nile and a a crocodile just eats it. (laughs) Like no, no context, no nothing. It's just like it eats it. And then we just move on from that. (laughs) The CGI. Oh oh. age of empires. Like (laughs) truly how like we're regressing as a society, like with the It was it was. It was veggie tales, it was just horrible. Um, but on a rewatch with a little elbow, pretty good.
0: I I can't I cannot give it more I, I, I really think it has to be a flop. I'm sorry.
1: It's a flop with an asterisk. Okay. In the same way that Cass is a flop with an asterisk, that I think in 20 years we will there will be midnight showings of this movie.
0: <laughs> Let it be known. Annette Benning's character's name was Euphemia, <laughs> and Russell Brand's character's name was Linus. So, well, um, there's...
1: that's the problem though is that like Agatha Christie wrote maybe, maybe, maybe two good books, and she has like thousands of them. <laughs> um, and so she named all these people. So she, and, and since apparently Kenneth Branagh has his like hands around the throat of, of 20th Century Studios. And has said, "I we, we will make every Agatha Christie novel possible." <laughs> um, I don't know because uh, they they are making another one.
0: Yeah, I need to know what what I mean. What is the next one? And I need I will be reading that book. I'm just on the edge of my seat.
1: It's an adaptation quote of one of the lesser known novels. And I'm like,
0: oh great! I,
1: mean, I like, I yeah, yeah. Also, grandma terrible actor in that movie
0: the <laughs> accent <laughs> is so
1: bad this is where you're bad, bad accent and we will dig into that more but like that's strike one <laughs> like that's several strikes against him uh and i didn't even see belfast did you oh no yeah see nobody saw belfast
0: no not a single person i don't perfect
1: think. no no not even oh. when, when when people are in a movie that is supposed to be serious and the whole theater starts laughing <laughs> you've done something Art is meant to move people, but you yes. can't control how people are going to react. Yeah. So, you know.
0: Yeah, that's that's all I really have on Death on the Nile. It is it, it is a film of few words. I just um, I gave it, I forgot to pull this up for Scream. I gave Scream a three and a half on Letterboxd. Uh, Death on the Nile, she got a two. She got a two
1: out of five. Um, Would I recommend everybody watch it.
0: Sure. If there's literally nothing else that you need to watch. Yeah. Oh, okay, Whew. we're gonna cleanse the palate. And move right along to um, an actual good movie, The Batman. Um, I, I, I don't even know where to start this movie. I've seen it many, many times now. I've saw it twice in the theater. I've seen it on HBO. I love this movie. I, I, it's. I had high expectations, of course. And they were exceeded. My mouth was on the floor. Like, it was so, so, so good. And I, you know, Robert Pattinson coming in as the new Batman. Obviously, people had a lot to say. He does, I think he does a good job. He's obviously a little more emo. And so people like to meme on that. But I love emo boys. So I wasn't complaining. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, I love this movie. I think Colin Farrell does amazing. Zoe Kravitz, she's there. Um, she, <laughs> she does a good job. Um, so
1: grab it she appears. <laughs>
0: she appears. She's hot. I mean, I, yeah. I I I love. Um, oh, fuck. I love Jeffrey Wright. I think. I mean, I'll watch anything he's in. I love him. Um, I, I was really blown away. The visual effects. The sound design. All of it. I really really love the Batman. I am nervous for how you feel <laughs> about
1: it. I I don't have like strong memories of like loving it and like being blown away. But I remember like seeing it and finding it good. Um but I'm tired of these these superhero movies. God bless. Not the superhero movies period. But like we need we need to we need to learn how to edit a little bit. Just, <laughs> just like a little bit. um okay. It's just a little long. Mm-hmm. If if Miss Christopher Nolan can make you know, three Batman movies that are all you know, in that two hour, 20 minute mark, there's no reason for a movie to be three hours um, if we're not gonna provide an intermission. <laughs> um, people need to go to the bathroom yeah. and we'll need to get popcorn um, yes. because that's basically half your day. So yeah. like you're eating breakfast and lunch, watching this movie. Um, I thought that Jeffrey Wright was great. And I also like John Taturo, He always shows up and plays that guy
0: is that the mob boss
1: yes yes um but yeah i mean i i have enjoyed matt reeves as a director because uh he directed um the sequels to the planet of the apes reboot okay which i rather enjoyed um, (laughs) as a planet of the apes like stan um he did a he was very respectful of that um and did very well so um, in that um, I give him props um, and he did well with, with the material um, so I think it for me it was like halfway between like actually good and did what it had to do
0: wow okay I. okay yeah because we already have best picture so I guess I'm not going to give it best picture I, I'm going to stand by actually good I th- this movie I gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd I was really I love it I love it so much okay well thank god one movie was good this year we're gonna move into um a movie that i think you and i love um not that not because it was good but we love this movie and that movie is x yes we so this movie again it's miss jenny ortega is it not i thought it was uh oh it's mia goth it's mia goth yeah
1: it's yeah. the year of it's the year of Mia Goth. It's the year of Daisy Edgar Jones. It's yeah. the year of Jenny Ortega. Um, we can't escape these people. No, and we have to accept it. Um,
0: Jenna Ortega is also in this movie,
1: though. <laughs> I'm
0: not kidding.
1: <laughs> See, these are all like tethered at this point. Like I
0: <laughs> yes. Like, yeah.
1: Um,
0: um, so X is like a slasher horror well horror i mean i guess it's a horror movie it's a slasher film um it stars mia goth who unfortunately has a baby with shia labeouf um we i yeah that's a whole thing jenna ortega's in it my queen Brittany snow has made has made an appearance she if you haven't seen prom night 2008 go back and watch it she's everything um you haven't
1: seen hairspray oh yeah
0: yeah. I mean, she's, she's amazing. And also Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi is in this movie, right. um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So where, where, where do we begin with X? It really was not, I, I think I personally walked into it with like no expectations. I was like, okay, the plot is they're like filming a porno and then they all get murdered. Like, okay, pretty right. like standard plot, whatever. Um, but wow, the ride that this movie goes on is just—it's yeah. bonkers.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. I I kind of went in with uh, the, the trailer was quasi promising, so I was like, okay, like this is gonna be, um, you know, a fine A24 delivery. Uh, we yeah. need something early in the year. Um, but yeah, it uh, happy to see Britney Snow working. Whenever yes. she's there, I yes. will support her. Funny. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Let's just say, spo- not even spoiler because we've already told you this. Another great instance of crocodiles slash alligators <laughs> being a, a central theme um, in a movie. Yes. Um, so um, yeah, let's just say that factors in a lot in an area where you'd think, how is there an alligator there? You know, <laughs> like you're in the desert. You know like you're in like east texas west texas i don't know like middle of nowhere yeah um but there's an alligator in that pond okay yep um sure is but it also kind of brings back that like grandma is crazy mm-hmm. vibe which i find funny like yes. as one who enjoyed i enjoy like the, those like found footage
0: the movie. visit did you see the visit the
1: vis- is that the Shamal, uh, Sham- shamala shamala yeah. I mean, yeah yeah that's a great one yeah but Betty, Betty Buckley <laughs> respecting her name um but yeah it's it's fine. Pearl I thought was a joke the yep. prequel that they're making I thought that that was like a Robert Rodriguez like movie within a movie kind right. of like it was gonna be like a a 20 minute bit that was gonna be released on like a Sundance uh but no it's real um mm-hmm. and I will be there.
0: it comes out it literally comes out in two weeks so yeah we will be first in line for tickets (laughs) Um, the budget for this movie was a million dollars and they made 14 million so slay
1: yeah I mean I think we're aligned on the fact that it did what it had to do yeah it it delivered expectations um and that's okay yeah not every movie has to be amazing no no especially at this time of year
0: Right. This was back in January, March. February, March. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I gave X. I gave X a two and a half out of five. It was it did what it had to do. I'm I'm comfortable ranking it. Um, yeah, I would say X did what it had to do. Do you agree? Yeah. Okay. Great. A complete complete 180. <laughs> we will now be talking about what I think people are saying is the movie of the year, but we have, we disagree. <laughs> um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Yes. Um, it, I God, where do I even start? I, this movie, uh, made me cry. Obviously it moved me. It, it was very, very, very good. It, uh, I, I mean, I, there's nothing that I don't think I have like a fresh take. I agree with everyone that it's very good. And it was like, very unique i obviously like especially in this day and age of all superhero movies like to get a unique screenplay out and have it like touch people in this way is really cool um if you haven't heard about this movie it's a weird like i i I would say honestly go see it or go watch it without knowing much about it um Mm -hmm. because and just like enjoy the ride like it is so so good it's so cool it's so different yeah i really liked it
1: Yeah. So I, I think I went in with like, I went in with high expectations. Um, I kind of was initially expecting it to be a bad movie, Uh, I guess, based on like early trailers. I was like, this could either be one either really good or it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Not to disrespect Michelle Yeoh in any way. It's just, Mm. I saw Swiss army man. It was terrible (laughs) and it's just not my style. So like when I found out that it was those guys, I was like, okay, here we go. Um, I yeah so I went with like probably over i had been told that this is like a movie that will like alter your DNA right and like change the very core of your being and it didn't do that for me I also watched it hungover um mm-hmm. at 10 a.m so um that might have impacted <laughs> yeah. how I viewed it um I know I need to rewatch it um I'm not going to deny that Michelle Yeoh was great and the whole cast was great, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just needed a rewatch. And I just like, I think some of the, I know that the discourse has been on and on about this, but like the silliness in points was like a little too silly for me. Yeah. Uh, And it cut from like the emotional like stakes that they were trying to implant. Yeah. Um, So like, that's the thing where it's like, can you just like commit to being serious and not like having to like make me like, immediately laugh afterwards.
0: (laughs) Right, after saw it. Let
1: me just, like, let me just literally marinate on this for, pray tell a minute. Yeah. Um, You know, that's, that would be, like, the thing that, that's the thing that kind of threw me off. Um, But other than that, it was a really remarkable achievement, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Great to see Jamie Lee Curtis in a film that isn't bad. (laughs) Yeah. Because.
0: That isn't Halloween.
1: That isn't Halloween. That isn't about trauma.
0: Yeah, I that's a super fair criticism. And I think too, I, I would agree that everyone was hyping up this movie in such an extreme way that afterwards I was like, okay, but I was also like crying and I was also like laughing. Like, yeah, it was a lot to take in. Um, It's also at its core, a story about like a mother and daughter. And so if you have like mommy issues, just be aware (laughs) that that will be, yeah, that's part of it. And so, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, like, like we said, go in with, you know, no context, no expectations and just take it for what it is. I am confident in saying this movie is actually good.
1: Yeah, it was actually good. I can say that. Um, and that the problem is me.
0: (laughs) Well, admitting is the first step. So yeah, yeah. yeah i gave everything everywhere all at once a four and a half out of five on letterboxd so um yeah so so far um the standouts are the batman and this movie everywhere everything everywhere all at once so um we're doing great now this takes us to god just another 180 in the movie in the movie universe the Lost City, starring Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, and for some godforsaken reason, Daniel Radcliffe and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I only wanted to see this movie because Bo and Yang is in it, <laughs> and you stand.
1: He's in what? it for about thirty seconds, which we were oh starting. yeah yeah
0: yeah barely in it at all. Um, so <laughs> silly to go see it just for him. Um, I Channing Tatum's like fine for me he does like he's not a selling point necessarily mm-hmm. um daniel radcliffe i just and now he's about to be in the weird owl biopic and i don't know he he's fine i guess he's living in his own life and world yeah. um the star of the show for me was the assistant friend who <laughs> still, like oh. saved them
1: patty harrison of, uh divine uh divine yes yes
0: yes yes, yes, yes divine yeah she was everything patty harrison also of course was patty amazing. harrison was
1: was like the, the supporting characters like over over like outshone like channing tatum and daniel radcliffe yeah now shine sandra bullock but like right. patty harrison when like she's picking up the grandma and she's like <laughs> hey nana what <laughs> <laughs> the funniest words ever spoken so in a film like, yes sure. so funny um I think it's good that mid-level comedies can get released. Yes. Because uh, this was like 70 million, which is like, quote unquote, mid-level. Um, and that Sandra Bullock can still prove to hold a movie outside of Netflix. Oh, um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, she's she's a star, 100%. Channing Tatum, I'm ambivalent about, but yes. he did fine. Yes. Um, but ultimately, the supporting cast was well done and it provided kind of a good spotlight on like, not per se up and coming talent, but like, yeah, I'll say up and coming talent. That's yeah. like going to be making the rounds. Like, because you know, Patty Harrison and Divine Joy Randolph will, will, will be there, you know? Oh yeah. Will be say, so.
0: I I fully agree. Um, if, Yeah. If you just want like some goofs, some gaffes, some very, very average, I don't know, action, comedy, romance, whatever movie. Um, yeah. I don't feel like yeah, there's much else left to say. I'm gonna say, is it? It did what they had to do. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, in you know, in the same way that it kind of, yeah, like we we haven't had like a a, a movie like name a movie with like jokes <laughs> recently. Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, besides our best picture nominee, which we will not be divulging today right, But like,
1: there. that's like um. a dark, you know.
0: Oh, sure, sure, sure. That's
1: sure. like a dark thing. But like, this is like, this is, this is literally like, like, Miss, this, is, this is what Sandra Bullock does best. It's just like movies yeah. that are stupid and she knows they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, she really chews the scenery on them. So it's like miscongeniality, Congeniality, which is a good movie, but like miscongeniality, Congeniality, uh, The Heat. um, the proposal like
0: yeah the
1: premises are dumb but she does well with them and totally. I'm not gonna say Mr. Canginality is dumb but you know what I mean.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Also we didn't even talk about Brad Pitt but like he's in this <laughs> movie for about three minutes. They shouldn't have included him in the trailer because it kind of ruins the surprise.
0: I agree.
1: Uh he does die but then apparently he doesn't <laughs> in the after credits scene. So spoiler alert. I,
0: I loved it. I love that he was in it. It started no, I love
1: that he was in it. They could have yeah. just surprised us.
0: Yeah I agree. Yeah I I'm taking what you said and making it w- something I said, but it start, it started his weird quasi comedy run of 2022. Like yeah. now he's in all these random ass movies and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, don't you have enough money?
0: Like, <laughs> no. Cause Angelina know? is going to take all
1: the, the it.
0: I know. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. So we, this, uh, stamp of approval on the lost city it did what it had to do
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay now oh my god the whiplash I'm getting from about <laughs> these movies so now we're gonna give it over to Tanny Banani, mm-hmm. and okay. he's gonna talk about the Northman a movie I did not want to see because I don't give a shit about Vikings um, but please Tanner I would love to hear I'd love to hear about the Northman the
1: Northman okay so I you know I, I want to say that I respect Robert Eggers. Um, so I it was like, I, I want to be able to see this.
0: For those at home, who is Robert Eggers?
1: Robert Eggers directed our films such as The Vvitch <laughs> and The Lighthouse. So, you know, he has some, and he, he's, he's amazingly not British. Look up a picture <laughs> of the man. the Most British looking person you've ever seen in your life from like new hampshire um so he made this movie you know again it's one of these mid-level movies um that doesn't per se get released or made that much anymore like yeah. a mid-level like like gladiator type movie essentially um it had a really good cast um alexander skarsgård the and i say more, um nicole kidman doing another weird accent you know, and a wig, you know, we love it. Right. See anything she does. Anya, you know, did what had to be done. Um, and then Bjork, who returned to the screen for about three minutes. <laughs> she hadn't done a movie since Dancer in the dark. So for that reason alone, I felt like just to see Bjork be a like mythical witch or like soothsayer essentially, um, that was worth my time. It was so my 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 fiance, my fiance <laughs> did not loved this movie. He found it very boring. Um, I found it good. Um, but maybe also I was just like, I, I don't really like dirt and I don't really like like extreme gore. So it made me really glad to be alive today, I guess.
0: Oh good. Um, okay. and it was
1: not the point of the movies. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> things could be worse. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it was a good, it was a it, it was a it was it was a line between did what it had to do and actually good. I would push it more towards actually good. Wow. Um, it's, we need to encourage these type of movies to be made. Um, I don't think Robert Eggers will ever make a movie this large again. Yeah. So it' it's interesting to see what somebody can do with like a large budget. Um, And for it to be a large budget movie and for him to be like a prestige director, like a prestige horror director, and for it not to completely flop um, is a testament to like how good of a director he is because you know there have been other directors who have done smaller movies gotten a big budget and then it's kind of fizzled mm-hmm. um so that proves that he's here to stay um you know he's you know the the story is very formulaic in terms of it's just like it's it's a um it's a hero's journey um and that was another criticism that that Julian had and I was like well that's literally every movie yeah so like if that's yeah. gonna be your criticism like um like literally don't watch any movie that's ever been made like, <laughs> like so yeah it's it's it, 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 it toes the line between uh did what had to be done did what it had to do and actually good um and we're glad to see Bjork working again
0: absolutely it, so and I mean Willem Dafoe is in it so
1: right yes he's also in it he's he's doing weird work and it's interesting to watch.
0: I, I yeah, I love that man. Yeah. I, he, he is he he can do no wrong.
1: He so considers himself something of a scientist.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> something of a scientist myself. Um okay, well thank you. Uh, we're going to again. Oh god. Holy pivot. So I don't have much to say about this movie so I'll keep it brief, but um I saw cuz I'm a marble head. Um I saw Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I ranked this movie three and a half out of five stars on Letterboxd. And I will also be including my Letterboxd in the show notes of this episode, if you care. Oh, boy. OK, um, it was a lot. It was ambitious. I love Sam Raimi. I love Elizabeth Olsen. I love the Scarlet Witch. It was too long. Um, uh, and it's. Uh, it it was, it was fine. It was fine. I am in the camp now where I guess the main thing is I only got into Marvel and Star Wars because I have a younger brother and I wanted to bond with him. And so now I'm stuck in this <laughs> fandom <laughs> and I feel like I have to see like everything that comes out. And I'm definitely in the camp of there's too much content now, like Marvel needs to pump the brakes and they're simply not. Um, it's too much to keep up with movies, TV shows, all of it. And so this was supposed to be like the movie and to go into it and to have it be what it was, I was just kind of like, okay, like I guess on to the next thing. <laughs> like I just, it was a lot. Um, but I love Sam Raimi and I mean obviously Banger Batch is good. Like everyone was good. It was just eh, it was fine. Um, so I'm gonna give it a I guess it did what they had to do to move the multiverse along. Cause I know that this movie is going to come up in like other things and it is an important foundation for like the multiverse saga that we are now entering in the Marvel universe. So they did what they had to do. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, she's just incredible. Oh, and Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams actually played a bigger part in this movie. Um, So good for her, but not much else to say about multiverse of madness.
1: Uh, sounds more passable to me in your voice, but...
0: I uh, I know! I, <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. I You're right. I have to be honest cusp. with myself.
1: Go ahead. Oh, no. Um, you could be cussed and just say somewhere between passable and... But I'm not going to... I am I, a man. I'm not going to tell you a woman. <laughs> woman. So, um... <laughs> I...
0: But this is what this is all about. I mean, yes. you're right. I accountability. Yeah. Yes. Being accountable, being honest, being open. Um, I will be giving um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a passable. It was a passable film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: I um, did not see this film. But question, do you think... I, I found it to come... I, I thought about seeing it, but then it came out at a time when we had everything everywhere all at once, like fervor. And yeah. I was already oversaturated by the multiverse of it all (laughs) Um, so I think that was do you think if this had come out maybe last year um, before everything everything, everywhere all at once that it would have changed your view because like you've seen multiverse done well
0: yes maybe but also we had (laughs) spider-man which was the beginning of the multiverse with the toby and the andrew and the tom and so no matter what the timing would have been weird because we already had multiverse in december with the new spider-man movie and then we were supposed to have this um so yeah i mean there really was never a good time and that's the problem with marvel there's too many things and they're never going to be released at the right time And oh yeah yeah i need to yeah. get in there and fire kevin feige and just take it over for myself i think but um absolutely fine. I want to stop saying that we're doing crazy pivots in terms of the <laughs> movies and their themes, but we are now going from uh, Marvel nonsense to uh, men, a movie I did not see. I don't know if I, I mean, I do want to see it someday. I just need to be in the right headspace, I think, based on the content matter. Tanner, Tanner, tell us about the movie Men.
1: Oh, the movie Men. Um, so Alex Garland... Is great. Um, he directed both Ex Machina and Annihilation, and then he also oh, wow. did fantastic, wrote and directed those. And he also did the fantastic miniseries on FX on Hulu called Devs. Oh uh, yeah, and that was really really good. Um, so he he has a good track record. This was a bit of a pivot in terms of like his moving away from, I guess like I'm not going to say like sci-fi, but kind of in that sci-fi realm. Um, to more of a horror genre-type film. Yeah. Um, you know, we ultimately come to this place for Jessie Buckley. I'll follow that woman <laughs> off a cliff. Like, yeah. she is the most talented actress of our generation, period. Yeah. Okay. Um. So she can do no wrong. And if you've seen The Lost Daughter, you know what I mean? Yeah. The way that girl says Bianca. <laughs> it's next level um the film itself I would say like between the trailer and what the film is two very different things um it's more of a meditation on there's a lot of suicide involved in this movie and like kind of dealing with grief in the same way that uh like maybe hereditary attempts to deal with sure or of of life and existence you will find out in this movie that all the men are played by the same actor. So that kind oh. of creates a weird like thing for you to track. Um, so it's essentially like a two-person show, in essence. The ending is one of the most insane things I've ever seen on screen in cool. my life.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, okay. And
1: I say that as somebody who loves Tatan. Tatan is, <laughs> is a peak film for me. I that's that's a rewatch um I wish
0: here. that movie came out in 2022 so we could talk about it right now. Oh,
1: but. Yeah, next next up, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Tatan first. <laughs> it's good, um, but this movie, in terms of like, I I guess maybe my my stomach for body horror has has shifted where I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, it it's you will be shocked in this movie at the end, um, but I will say in terms of like. My concern with this movie was and watch me be completely wrong in terms of how I remember this, but I was concerned that this movie was going to be more about like violence against women per se.
0: Right. Um,
1: and like being stalked um in that sense. Yeah. But and, and it does have that um that element of like her feeling stalked and um like afraid. But I can say like you know, not a spoiler, but like nothing ultimately happens to her okay um, that is like ups that, that well <laughs> things happen on screen that are upsetting but like nothing happens to the character herself that like is going to be indicative of like harm like she isn't assaulted or like raped which was like a concern of mine the entire movie i was yeah. like this would be icky um yeah. but that doesn't happen mm-hmm. so in that respect um great and the last 20 minutes are insane like you won't like draw on the floor <laughs> Um, which I don't, again, you know me, Ari, I, I'm not impressed by much.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right,
1: So in the spirit of our rating system, I think I saw this with a really divided crowd. Um, oh, and I, oh, Jesus. I also saw this movie with, I,
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God. I was at the, at the AMC yeah. with some friends. Um, and you weren't there. No. And yeah there were these teens.
0: Oh, this, okay.
1: There were these teens, like it was a pretty quiet theater. There were these teens, children who were like, we were in the kind of front row area. There's these teens in the, in the back of the theater and they were like behaving like animals, like feral creatures, like sliding down the Like making noises, sliding down the fucking rails. And I was, I, I, this, it was the beginning of Gemini season. I am a Gemini, notably. I yelled at them (laughs) from my seat in the spirit of Olivia Colman and The Lost Daughter. Right. And then they would not shut up. So I went out and complained to (laughs) the theater, like manager. Which I, you know, it takes a lot for me to be a true Karen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, so that, the fact that I enjoyed this movie, even though that was happening, um, says a lot. Because I, I wanted to kill those kids. (laughs) Like, they shouldn't have been in that movie theater. They eventually left halfway through and were like, this sucks. And I'm like, I hope you have terrible lives. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: I hope... I hope the worst thing possible can happen to you um, because of how you've behaved today. Um, Any credence that Gen Z has, like in terms of like being woke or whatever, dead to me. Absolutely (laughs) not. The way they behaved in that film, like read a book. That's all. Yeah.
0: Read a book, go to school. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So did you, wait, wait, did you even give it a ranking? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hey, those children flop. Yes. Uh, not even flop, like ugh, trash can. Um, <laughs> the film, um, I'll be controversial and say actually good.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I appreciate your endorsement. I do want to see it. I just, I'm gonna wait till the fall when I'm depressed. And yeah. Then-
1: Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know. Let me know. I'll rewatch it with you. <laughs> okay.
0: Thanks. Now. This next movie, I just, I have thoughts, but they don't obviously pertain to the movie because I didn't see it. Um, that is Top Gun Maverick. I have not seen the original. I love Take My Breath Away. Beautiful song. Um, Tom Cruise scares me for wow. obvious reasons. I've been feral for Miles Teller since fucking Footloose remake. Okay, first of all. Second of all, Glenn Powell, Scream Queens. I've been feral mm. for you since then. Okay, so <laughs> I've been a fan and unfortunately, did not see this movie because I don't give a single fuck. But Tanner did. So Tanner, what did you think about Top Gun: Maverick?
1: I mean, I think a lot has been said about this movie. Um, you know, obviously it's like pro army propaganda, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was it was cinema. <laughs> it was um, it was a feat that was achieved. Yeah. Um, am I going to rewatch it? No. Was it great to watch in the theater? Yes. Yeah. Um, flop for how you know Tom Cruise treated you know in terms of like you couldn't invite Kelly McGillis back, yeah. You couldn't invite any of the other girls back, yeah. You, know? yeah. Uh, you had to get Jennifer Connelly, who we love.
0: I love, we love,
1: love. Um, but yeah, I'm aligned with you on Glenn Powell and Miles Teller. Uh, <laughs> it's upsetting. Yeah, it's just upsetting. Period. Uh, Manny Jacinto's in this movie barely it's interesting that he was kind of put in the background there i wonder if he had a larger subplot that was removed because he's he's kind tom. of a name
0: and he's also very view. cute
1: yeah um but yeah it was it was an excellent film in terms of it's like in terms of what it accomplished and you can tell that tom was operating on his like he he was reading he was he was getting those cans read from <laughs> the Scientologists like every day and it was it was trying through on his work yes um so good movie it was cinema um it did what it had to do but actually it surpassed it so it was actually good
0: (laughs) oh wow okay all right you heard it here first (laughs) actually not first you heard it here 15. I'm I'm now
1: the chairman of the Republican National Committee
0: Again, big pivot, big pivot back to body horror, nonsense, Crimes of the Future. This movie, wow. I didn't know anything about it. Um, Tanner makes me go see movies of culture, and this was one of them. Did it win the Palme d'Or or or whatever? No. Okay.
1: okay. It's eligible, but it did not win.
0: Um, So... We first of all, this movie holds a special place in my heart only because this was the movie where AMC brought back mozzarella sticks, and so I could, after months long hiatus of mozzarella sticks not being available for me to eat, um, they brought them back. So I was able to try them for my mozzarella sticks review Instagram during this film. Um, we saw it in a very small theater because who the fuck wants to watch this movie except for us three and one other person. <laughs> and it was my birthday oh yeah okay yeah so this we did see this on tanner's birthday which was a fun a fun time and i got tanner not to not to brag but i got tanner like the best gift ever which was a hat with part of um nicole kidman's AMC monologue on it and he wore it it was
1: so cute it's an excellent hat
0: oh thank you um crimes of the future where where to even start so it stars um, the guy that's can- oh, Vigo okay, first of all, this means something apparently. It's a David Cronenberg film, a man I'd never heard of until <laughs> um, <No. laughs> But if you but if you like movies, apparently you know him, good for you. Um, the film stars Viggo Mortensen, who is in Green Book canceled. Um, the Hot is that Chick. The
1: only reason he's canceled? I think. In your mind, he's just canceled to you. like he hasn't done anything wrong.
0: Oh, no, but, like, people do, like, shit oh, on Green Book. His so. involvement
1: in Green Book is, you know,
0: okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. I don't really have... <laughs>
1: I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't have a leg like, to stand on in the Vigo Mortensen argument. But um, it also stars the hot girl from the latest Bond movie. Her name is Leah. Uh, she's uh, French, I think, maybe. Leah Sado. Yeah. Yeah. And also... Um, the Girl of the Century, Kristen Stewart. Um, so these three, this ragtag team of people, they um, basically—God, oh how do I even? So Viggo Mortensen and Leah play performance artists who get off to doing surgery. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 that's that's I mean that's all I have to say it is a weird ass movie my it was gross it was I couldn't take my eyes off the screen except for when we had 20 minutes left of the movie (laughs) and the light bulb in the theater just burned out (laughs) and the movie turned off and AMC gave us each a voucher for an- another movie uh, that expired at the end of that month. So I didn't even get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was awesome. It was a lot. It was ambitious. It it was fine. I, it was fine. It was weird. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I think Julian really liked it, but Tanner, what did you think?
1: Yeah. Um, it was not to tan for me. No. Um, people were liking it to tan because it was playing at can, this, this year, uh, Tatan won the Palm d'Or last year. Um, you know, one of Dave and Cron- Cronenberg's most famous movies is a movie called Crash, which is about people yeah. who get off uh, from the scenes of car wrecks. Um, so it wasn't a stretch for me in terms of like understanding what he was going for. You kind of have to believe what's in this. Um, yeah, it just, it, it ran a little slow for me. I respected what it was. Um, Kristen Stewart was great. Oh yeah. She she made some choices in this movie that were not funny, but just like very specific. I know she won't get it, but best supporting actress nomination, we'll say that. Oh. If if I if I could have my my choice, I mean she'll probably get nominated for like a New York Film Critics Association award, and that will be like I'll be thrilled with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it it did what it had to do um i had higher hopes um but um you know when you're when you're hoping it's to tan and it's not yeah that's kind of this is kind of, it's kind of one of those situations where like the the uh what is it like the What's the thing where it's like the apprentice has, has surpassed the master or something? Like oh that. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that's where you know Julia DeCarneu. It's you know people liken her to to David Cronenberg a lot. Uh... She ultimately surpassed him with Tan, and he's he's lagging because he hasn't really made a body horror movie in like twenty years. So, but he like founded the form, so we have to like give him respect and like let totally. him keep making movies.
0: Totally, that's very valuable insight. I again to tan i mean it'll never leave my brain and if you're gonna watch if you're gonna pick between this or to tan watch to tan and um
1: go to church actually
0: yeah actually before (laughs) and after do that um it's a lot but it's worth it i think um all right so we i would say crime is the future line between passable and do what they had to do it was really fucking slow and it was just all right for me but you know it it did do what it had to do, I guess, when you bring in the context of David Cronenberg and his, his his entire thing, so. <laughs> Moving right along, we have a few movies left. Um, we are <laughs> going to talk about... I'm so excited to put this in flops. Uh, <laughs> we are going to talk about Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean... Oh, there's so many layers to this. The first being Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt hot, Chris Pratt sucked. So that is a beast that lives inside me. They're constantly fighting each other. Um, these movies, I guess you could argue, do what they have to do. Mm. But Funny. but they didn't need to be done in the first place.
1: <laughs> I am, like, It's like I enjoyed the first Jurassic World. I thought yes. it was fun.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and this was before we found out that Chris Pratt was like the worst An anti-vax Christian. Right.
0: Yeah, um,
1: Allegedly. 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 <laughs> um before he became like that guy from your high school who posts on Facebook that he loves his wife. Um yes. and Jesus even though like he's having an affair. Exactly. Um, it's that. This the, the movies have gotten progressively worse. Correct. Uh which Is upsetting because they had the three original stars in this one. So, like, there should have been some form of like togetherness, some form of I having a plane fly over.
0: I know Top Gun's happening right (laughs) above.
1: Yeah, Tom Cruise is taking me away. It's like Um,
0: Taylor Swift getting coffee.
1: The. yeah, I, I think we're both just like at a loss for words at how bad this movie was.
0: It was so bad. Okay, so to your point of you brought the original three in. Okay, sure, you did that. And then you made Laura Dern say he slid into my DMs. You made Laura Dern say that.
1: You made Laura you made Laura Dern's side quest about locusts. <laughs>
0: oh my god
1: the woman who saw who was the first person to see the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah her her side quest was locusts it just it was disrespectful to the cast it was disrespectful to laura dern
0: yes
1: uh, it was disrespectful to jeff goldblum It was disrespectful to sam neil absolutely um disrespectful to Betty wong um it has to be said
0: <laughs> um
1: and i hope they were paid well
0: more than Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: I agree with you, but I hope that they were paid well. Um, outside of you know Chris Pratt, um, <laughs> yeah, just oh, I can't watch anything. as in I, I after this, I will never see anything as in ever again.
0: I know, right? I feel the same way. Or, sorry, is- I'm
1: never, t- never, 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 never going to participate in. I know the Chris Pratt industrial complex ever again.
0: I'm with you, um, well, sister.
1: But will you say anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy on it?
0: oh okay so unfortunately i will have to see (laughs) the final guardians movie because (laughs) it's the last like of the trilogy oh my god i'm so fake i'm so fake i'm sorry
1: yeah i'm not an ally it's these it's these trilogy movies and he just keeps like popping his little head in, like just (laughs) everything about this movie was bad bad common complaint it's like the graphics were bad.
0: The graphics were bad. The only, I'm sorry. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. She steals the show. She's cute. She's fun. Yeah. She's camp. She's the only redeeming quality.
1: Right. Yeah. She, was there progression in her character in these three movies? I think so. Like, like kind, of, kind
0: of. She stopped wearing heels.
1: Stopped wearing heels. It just was bad. Yeah. And wow. um, it was just, as I said, disrespectful to everybody, <laughs> the memory of, the film that was yes um it just should and i'm not even like a Jurassic Park like stan person right. even i can say how dare flop
0: um yeah immediate flop not much else to be said um i'm going to throw it over to tanner again who saw ethan hawk playing a child predator uh, <laughs> in the black phone so my my history with ethan hawk in horror movies is the movie Sinister legit traumatized me. I know, I know, I hyperbolize. That's like my whole thing. P left my body in the theater watching Sinister. <laughs> I was traumatized by that movie, and since then, I like, I can't, I can't look at Ethan Hawke the same. He's so fucking scary <laughs> to me. And like, he wasn't the obviously like scary part in that movie, but I just associate him with Sinister, and it's it's bad news bears for me. And so him being in another horror movie involving children I'm like I can't do this again Ethan Hawk so I opted out of the black phone um but I'm very excited to hear how it was so
1: without further yeah. so the black phone kind of had like it energy I would say okay in terms of the the plotting the pacing child goes missing then a series of children go missing. And then, you know, that kind of builds on the lore of the town, right? Much like it, where there's like repeated children going missing and then they're forgotten about and that stuff. The actual, what I'll say to those who, because I was actually one of, like the whole movie, I was spent concerned that there was going to be like child molestation on screen. Right. And that uh, just like is a line that, for a B-level horror movie, just, like, you don't need to cross that line. Luckily, they didn't. Okay, And so that does not happen in the movie. Okay. Um, It's all about... But but the fact that they kind of play off those fears with the audience, eh, you know... Yeah. Talk to your own god about that. (laughs) Um, It was an interesting concept in terms of, like, ghosts in the phone helping the boy out. Um, it, It... the concept wasn't fully fleshed out, um, but it was a unique. Well, there's might be real.
0: I know. I'm like we we have to be real right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool.
1: It's time to be real in the black fo- in the black phone. Um, <laughs> right. It just the phone wasn't fully baked, but it was a good movie. Um, it did what it had to do. I would say in okay. terms of the kind of creeper uh, creeper child kidnapping genre of films like it. And it wasn't that long from what I remember, which was oh, also plus because these movies yeah. that are too long, these horror movies that are too long. Um, that's a problem. Yeah. Let me double check. Um, it was 103 minutes, which is perfect. Um, so for what it was, it did what it had to do. Okay. Ethan Hawke was scary in it. Yeah. Lots of good twists overall. So yeah, I would say watch it if you're worried about like the creepiness with child abduction. Uh, that' sh- that is not a factor so you should like right. enter if you enter i wonder if you enter it with that in your mind if you would enjoy it more or less that's between you and again your god <laughs> um yeah so it-, it did what it had to do
0: next oh next next we have again i hope we agree but i'm nervous there might oh. be some elvis elvis 2022 starring mr tom hanks and Austin Butler. I'm going to immediately say flop. It was bad. It was a bad movie. It was not.
1: 9-11. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, it was I have never liked Baz Luhrmann. I have never been a, I can't even say the word. Julian makes fun of me all the time. Moulin Rouge fan. <laughs> yeah. I I, ever since he bamboozled me when I was, I was 15 i saw the trailer for the movie australia
0: oh yes okay
1: made it seem like it was going to be the best movie ever made it was not he bamboozled me yes he completely and so like from that then on i knew i couldn't trust trailers and i couldn't trust him um and to this day like i've never seen the great gatsby because i don't want to see this i want it i i saw this movie purely because like austin butler walked down the can red carpet with um lisa marie presley right yeah.
0: Lisa Marie and Priscilla, yeah.
1: Yeah, Priscilla, Priscilla, Priscilla the wife. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, again, they definitely fucked.
0: Um, <laughs> and he was, was doing the voice. He was doing the voice
1: the whole time. Oh, God. I heard that on, a, on another podcast that... So, first of all, Tom Hanks. Uh, he approaches We need to revisit Tom Hanks as, a, as an actor and as a public figure.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Go on.
1: Apparently... Again, this is, like, based on what I heard on another podcast, so real original stuff here. But, like, apparently the actual colonel did not have an accent. Stop. So he made that choice.
0: Stop. Right now.
1: So I just think back, like, when has Tom Hanks played a villain? You know? And he hasn't really. Like, can yeah. you think of a time he's played, like, an actual villain? No. So, of course, when, when he's tasked with playing, like, kind of a villainous character, he has to make him, like, a caricature.
0: Right, right, right,
1: right, right. Yeah. So... Tom Hanks, we need to. He needs to step back. He needs to reevaluate his life or just retire. Well, uh, now he's playing Geppetto. Story, so it's going to be the same accent.
0: <laughs> oh my God.
1: It was truly, it, it was unbelievable how bad he was in that movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't say that lightly. No, um, not at all. And the scenes in this movie, the, the way it just like glazed past certain parts of Elvis's life. And like I'm not even an Elvis person. Yeah. But it glazed past like some notable parts to just get to like the sad parts or sure. like not even the parts that I would think were like really particularly um interesting. It was like the okay. highlight reel. It was like a, a badly put together, <laughs> yeah, badly assembled highlight reel. Yeah. Anyway, I'm talking a lot.
0: No, no, everything you're saying, it, I obviously agree with and is very valid. There's so many entry points to this conversation. We took the Tom Hanks route, fucking horrible. Obviously, Austin Butler shines and I'm happy for him, but I secretly hate him because him and Vanessa Hudgens broke up after 10 years of dating and I don't like that. So I have a personal vendetta against Austin Butler. But yes, as all this, he's, he's good, he's very charismatic. He, he stole the show, obviously. I guess it's not stealing the show if you're the lead. But however, Elvis and Priscilla, we cannot forget the age gap. <laughs> but I, I know, I mean, you can't cancel people when they're dead, but I'm canceling you, Elvis, because Priscilla was 14 years old. You sick fuck. It's disgusting. I know they weren't going to talk about it in the movie, but I just sat there the whole time. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It's, it's icky. And, you know, not having him die on the toilet was really a, a missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I love Moulin Rouge, and I would fucking lay on a train track for The Great Gatsby. I love that movie. So I don't share your Boz Luhrmann hate. I'm really sorry he dramatized you with Australia. I do, I do sympathize because... I I remember that trailer and I I mean yeah it was just I, I I do I do feel sorry for you. However, the Grey Gatsby, I mean, it, it was amazing, and so I will be making Tanner watch that one day. But he just missed with this movie; it was too much.
1: But yeah, it was just the most disjointed, horrible yes. thing. It was two and a half hours of my life. He needs to have all budgets revoked. Agreed. Uh, even though this made a ton of money and he'll probably be able to do whatever he wants again. um, It's just a menace to society (laughs) in a sense that like, Oh, and I'll say this. The only reason Baz Luhrmann and his films are considered good. Oh no. Because of the visuals. It's because of the production design and the costume design. Who does both of those things? His wife, Catherine Martin. The woman has won four Oscars. Because she does production design and costume design, she won both of those awards for Moulin Rouge and for The Great Gatsby.
0: Queen,
1: why aren't we paying attention to her? Well, he's getting all the praise for these movies that are like visually stunning. When it's like she's doing it,
0: she's, I'm so glad you she, said
1: that. she's the reach. She's the if she wasn't involved in these movies, it would be terrible because probably no, probably no other person would be able to put up with this bullshit.
0: <laughs> you know that is a really fair point and. Uh, yeah, I have no rebuttal. She does deserve the credit. And this is a pro... What's her name? Catherine Martin. This is a pro Catherine Martin podcast. Yeah. And we we stand and we support and we want her to get the credit she deserves.
1: Yeah. She certainly has the Oscars. Let's just say that.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, Cody Smith-McPhee is in this movie.
1: <laughs> I know. That was so funny. He, like, literally appeared out. He, like, he popped over from Power of the Dog. Yes! <laughs> and was like, I can do this for a, a minute. And then he, like, went back. And then he flew back to Power of the Dog like
0: yep literally um, that was great that was um awesome.
1: love it when that little twink shows up um
0: <laughs> we love him yeah i also this isn't necessarily beef with the movie it's just beef with elvis in general i mean he stole everything from black folks and so it's like right we mean to talk about that i i just hope that Yes this movie has the flashing lights and Austin Butler's pelvis but we need to remember Elvis while he was very accomplished was he really that good of a person and do we need a flashy biopic of him <laughs> in general just and one that's not painting the full picture that's all
1: yeah they attempted to paint the pl- full picture but it like more red as like him being like the white savior totally um, which yeah just wasn't wasn't great so in terms of Overall review. I'll say Austin Butler did what he had to do. Yes. The movie, absolute flop. Yes.
0: Yes. Agreed. I'm gonna Maybe. go through these next two movies pretty quickly because uh there's not much to say. Um, the next movie I saw that Tanner did not see was Thor, Love, and Thunder directed by Taika Waititi, which gave people a lot of hope because he directed Thor Ragnarok. And that's like a standout movie in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would say, not just the Thor series. Christian Bale was brought in as the villain. And um, it was fine. It was, again, same thing as Multiverse of Madness. It was just fine. And I don't know, again, if it's because I'm burnt out on the Marvel content. Actually, no, I think it's going to be just fine because... I know that Black Panther is coming out in the fall and or the winter sometime in this year. And I know that's going to be amazing. So actually, no, the, the uh, these movies are just fine. They're nothing special. Yeah, that's really it. it. I gave it three out of five stars on Letterboxd. It was just okay. Which is a bummer because I just read that Taika's not going to direct the next Thor movie because of what happened with Thor Love and Thunder, which is a real loss because I think he's good at it. And the next is... <laughs> Uh, where the crawdads sing. And (laughs) oh my God. Okay. So I famously don't read and I'm pretty like illiterate as a person, but I told myself, you know what? They're making a movie out of this book where the crawdads sing. If I can read the book and then I can see the movie and then I can compare the two and you know have something meaningful to you know bring to the culture and the and the discussions. So I did read slash audiobooked um, where the crawdads sing in like two weeks and wow, wow. First of all, I mean we don't really need to get into the whole the author committed murder thing because first of all it was her husband that did it and second of all it is on camera so there's not really much to discuss. That being said, this book is basically her being like, ha I got away with it. And I'm like, okay. The source material, AKA the book, the book was, again, fine. It what Everyone, everyone being Reese Witherspoon thinks it's this like amazing piece of literature and it was fine. And I don't know, maybe it's because I don't read that much, but I, I think I'm in the majority of people being like, and not actually in the majority, but in amongst my friends who all read it too, It was just fine. And then they made it into a movie with our girl, Daisy Edgar Jones.
1: Who looks, it has to be said, like our old office manager.
0: Oh, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really funny, actually. Yeah, I think they look similar. So she is the star. She plays Kaya. The movie takes place like in a swamp. Or the book, sorry. The book takes place in a fucking swamp. That bitch looks so put together in the entire fucking movie. It's so unbelievable. I'm like, your hair is done you're wearing mascara. Like you're not covered in dirt. Give me a fucking break. So that was immediately annoying. The TLDR for Where the dad sings is, it was basically a Lifetime movie that they put in the theater. And we saw it, I think opening night or the night after me and all my friends that read it. And the at one point, the theater just started laughing out loud. And we started that movement, of course, because we couldn't control ourselves. And then eventually the whole theater just was in on the joke and realized that this movie was very bad. And we were able to, like, make the best of it in the last few minutes. Um, but, yeah, not a good movie uh, for a multitude of reasons. And it's a bummer, I guess. Actually, it's not because I'm not really that attached to the book either. And I think this is I'm sorry, Reese spoon heads, but I think we need to stop giving her power.
1: Over. I was literally going to say that you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> when,
0: when, when. <laughs> we, yeah, we need to stop, stop re- the Reese Witherspoon industrial complex, <laughs> like
1: that. She got she got lucky with Wild. Yes, she got lucky with Gone Girl, which she produced. Yes. Um, I need her to actually read the books. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, because Big Little Lies season one was fine, but that Little Fires Everywhere was bad, and this was bad. Hello yeah.
1: Sunshine Productions, we need you to. <laughs> We need to go inside for a little bit. Not every book. It feels like now, like books are made. Books are made. Books are written in order for like Reese Witherspoon to find them.
0: Yes. And cool. them
1: into like mid-level to bad mini series or movies.
0: Yep. One thousand percent. I
1: think we've peaked at that, um, and it's time for us to find a new genre. And that's not to hate on, you know, quote unquote chick lit or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like I think like that is it. It. it Not every book has to be a Pulitzer Prize-winning book. Yeah. Books can be entertaining, just like movies can just be entertaining.
0: Yeah, totally. But
1: yeah, I just need the role to be slowed. Obviously, women in Hollywood have it tough. I'm glad she's making roles for women. Yes. Um, I just wish they were better.
0: A thousand percent. Agreed. Moving on. We got two movies left. This is the... Now, these two... I mean, I'm glad we're ending on these two. So um, the next movie we saw in theaters together, which obviously was very recent, is Jordan Peele's Nope, the third Jordan Peele written, directed, produced film. I will say about Nope is we had mixed opinions coming out of the theater, me, Tanner, and Julian. If you go into Nope expecting Get Out or Us, you will be disappointed or just confused, I guess. Nope. The more I've sat with it, it's like, I get it. And I don't, people are going to come for me. I, I I, just, I forgot to even rank these movies. We gave Thor Love and Thunder a passable and uh, Where the Crawdads Sings is a flop. Okay, sorry, back to nope. I'm in the camp of, it was like, okay. I get what he was trying to do. I get the most of the meanings, I think, behind the movie. It just... Just wasn't it for me, and um, I know Tanner disagrees. So I definitely want to hear how you feel about Nope.
1: I thought that this movie was good. Um, I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, Kiki Palmer delivered. Yes, she, she proved that she's a movie star.
0: Yes, absolutely. Not just a
1: star. She she has she has it. Yeah. Um. The, the opening, the Gordy side scenes with the chimp, uh, horrifying. Like yeah. You know, Like really, really scary. Could have been an entire movie unto itself, but I'm glad it wasn't because then it was like it made that that like that side scene made you wanting more, which is kind of what you want from a movie.
0: Totally. Um,
1: it had like a rival energy. Okay. Um, in its like overall pacing and such, like with just like a mysterious being slash entity, like being there it ends up being an alien right like a <laughs>
0: yeah
1: like a it's not a monster it's like a it's like a, a an extraterrestrial like being essentially yeah I thought that the way that they like that the visuals of how that creature ended up like in its final form was really fascinating it looked like a undersea kind of yes. creature slash yeah. like it looked like an undersea creature mixed with a like a weather balloon yeah and like the two ways that like you know alien stuff is like we have a mistake weather balloons for, like, alien, for UFOs, and then we think that, like, aliens are, like, the, the things underneath the ocean are, like, the aliens. Right. So it, I thought that that was a really interesting take on that alien thing, because it's it's going to be, like, if there are aliens, which, you know, there are, it's going to be unlike anything we, we've seen. They're not going to be humanoid things. They're going to be, like, bizarre entities that, like, make no sense.
0: Right.
1: So you know, the movie was, I thought it was good. Um, It wasn't, like you know, it wasn't my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Um, but I thought that it, it was, like, he's on a good streak and he, he didn't falter, um, sure. in this streak. Stephen Yun was, was really good. Oh yeah. And, and also that, that hot little boy, little, not little boy, oh. that,
0: that,
1: <laughs> Brandon. that, that Brandon. hot boy, also yeah. that hot boy, Brandon yeah. Perea. Yes. Uh, with that blonde hair.
0: Oh my God, he knows what he was doing.
1: He knows what he was doing. Um,
0: and b- b- recently uh, unemployed, jobless Barbie Ferreira <laughs> is also in the movie for one minute. So that was my,
1: nice. My favorite tweet was uh it was like, oh, they just found Barbie Ferreira. <laughs> because, like, okay, so Brandon Peria and uh, Barbie Ferreira, are, like co workers at Fry's Electronics. And the tweet was like, they just showed up at Fry's and she was working there.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so sad.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to mock her because I'm sure I'm sure there is stuff that has happened that is not great with her. Oh, yeah. um, but it was just kind of interesting that she was in this movie um, so limitedly, limitedly, totally. limited in a limited capacity. Yeah. The cinema. What do you think of the cinematographer? I thought he was kind of he was funny. So like I, I enjoyed.
0: OK, so what Tanner's talking about is there's a character in the movie who is a cinematographer and um...
1: He's, like really creepy.
0: Yeah, he's just like this disheveled old man who's like trying to make it big. I mean, he
1: was—he's like trying to capture like still lifes of like images of like monsters, essentially.
0: Yeah, and so they get him to try to capture an image of the alien, whatever. Um, what did I think of him? He was fine. He was like a little too kooky for me. I, I don't know. He—it was like I get why they had to bring him in, but I thought I thought he was like not that important to this. I don't know. I could have done without him.
1: I I found him interesting. I thought he added an interesting element. Um, and I liked th- there was this again I'm just gonna repeat everything that's already been said but like <laughs> the end of the movie and the, the movie begins with like an image of the man on the horse yeah um, like their great-great-grandfather which was like the first moving picture image and yep. then it ends with the like the great-great-grandchildren using the camera like being behind the camera mm-hmm. with the same type of camera like filming something that had never been seen before It's yeah. so like they were both like filming they were both involved in things that had never been seen before
0: totally um, so that was
1: like an interesting twist um and also the fact that Stephen yun's cowboy hat also looked like the creature in its initial form was really interesting so like that was fun yeah yeah
0: lots of i mean you can go and through reddit and twitter and like spend forever on these movies of like yeah. George hill's whole thing but yeah i would say sum it up the ranking i, I think it's actually good
1: thank you and i agree
0: okay great now, the moment you've all been waiting for. <laughs> um, just so happen we didn't plan this. Just so happens that our best picture nominee is the last movie we're talking about just because it's the most, not this isn't the best picture just because it's the most recent one we've seen, but it just so happens to have worked out that way. Without further ado, the movie of the millennium, perhaps, definitely our best picture nominee is 2022's Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Say that. full stop it is best picture um god where to even begin so we'll start with the cast the cast amanda stenberg she we know her as rue from the hunger games but now she's grown up and she is it's just like she's so good it also stars maria bakalova from borat they play girlfriends and it also has Rachel Sennett, who is me. Like, I think she is my tethered. I, (laughs) She is everything. She's so good. Lee Pace is in it. So, like, good for Lee Pace having a moment. And he recently came out and said he got married. So, like, it really is Lee Pace's world and we're just living in it.
1: But he was also recently in um, the Apple show. Oh, God. Severance? No.
0: Oh, then I won't know. Foundation. Oh, okay.
1: And he plays, like, one of the like gods essentially or like the rulers
0: as um, he should
1: the clone emperors and he's so like he's been kind of having his I'm just saying he's been around so yeah. we've been paying attention. Okay, uh, but great. It's great to have him in this movie.
0: And then of course my baby daddy P Davidson is also in this
1: movie.
0: <laughs> this movie is just like my it's my dream movie. It's slasher comedy you know, a little bit of Gen Z nonsense. The writing is so strong. The dialogue is so perfect. And I I mean, it was the most enjoyable movie of the year. Like it was so good. So funny. So such good pacing, It was obviously, like, at points, like, maybe even a little scary, a little whatever. Like, it was amazing. It was the perfect amount of, like, meta bullshit and, like, making fun of itself, but also, like, being serious. I don't know. It was so, so good. But Tanner, what did you say? Yes.
1: In the same way. So we're going to, now we're going to bookend this girl. (laughs) In the way that I would say Scream 5. (laughs) Yes. Attempted to do the meta commentary on Gen Z. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies did it.
0: Yes, at ab- one thousand percent. Yes, yeah, yes, absolutely yes, correctly. Yes,
1: scream tried. Yes, wise, wise, wise did. Period. Rachel Senate, best supporting actress, Absolute. like nominee for sure. And I don't, I don't see this lightly. She was amazing in this movie, and yeah. we need to be yelling this from like the rooftops. So that's like half the reason why I'm on this podcast today. <laughs> um, so all three of you can know that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she was amazing in this movie. So funny. Like the definition of like a, a supporting actress, like comedic performance that we need, that we need more of. Just so, so, so funny, and also scary, um, in its own way, with great twists, good commentary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't preachy, but it just said exactly what it needed to say. It didn't try to be what it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I, when the when the when the credits rolled, I turned to Ari and I said, "That was a perfect movie."
0: Yep. And it, it, it is, it is so, and not to mention we, the soundtrack, the, the songs that they, first of all, Charlie XCX, my queen recorded an original song for the movie. It's called hot girl parentheses, bodies, 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 and it is a masterpiece. They played it through the credits. Um, but before that, in the beginning of the movie, Tanner's favorite song of all time, 212. Yes. Started playing as well. And um, Tanner's take is that any movie with 212 in the soundtrack, immediate best picture, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's it basically follows the line with when we have the bling ring, which is, I feel like a spiritual sister to, to this movie. Yeah. Uh, but this movie does bling ring so much better than bling ring did. Yeah. But also when you open a film about Gen Z and you're going to play Slater's daddy AF, like... <laughs> You you have the right people on board. Yes, there are people behind the scenes who know what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Exactly, they're catering
1: exactly. to the audience. Yep, the gays will love this movie. Yes, uh, the girlies will love this movie. Yes, it's the winner so far this year.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely the best movie.
1: Like in in, in the in the uh, non other podcast awards, best picture.
0: Yep, and who knows, something else might come out this year that might that might beat it. But so far. Out of all those movies we just went through, whatever, 15 plus bodies, 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 we bestow best picture onto you. Thank you for existing. And I can't wait to see what Rachel Sennett does next. I, oh, she's going to be in that HBO show, The Idol. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, great movie. Everyone should watch it. And with that, so 18 movies later, we've spanned many genres, many actors, many themes, motifs, all of it in this podcast. And we have crowned Best Picture already preemptively, some might say, some might not. It is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies with a few flops along the way. Very excited to see where the rest of the year takes us in terms of theatrical releases. And I want to thank my bestie, Tanner, for joining me today on this long, long journey of a movie review. (sighs) You can find Tanner on his food blog. It's called Olivia and Tanny on Instagram. And I'm assuming that's the only thing you want to plug.
1: Just plug my regular Instagram. I like followers.
0: Okay. And you can also follow Tanner at the Compton. No, is it at the Compton hour still? or No, it's just
1: at Tanner V Compton on Instagram.
0: Okay, there you go. Yeah, just want to thank you all for bearing with us. And we would obviously love to know what you thought about these movies um, on Instagram in the comments. So for... My new rebrand of the podcast, I, instead of the previous recurring segments that we used to do, I'm going to switch it up and do what I'm calling Ari's culture curation. And so I'm going to give everyone a movie, a TV show and music to listen to for every episode. It'll be pretty obvious (laughs) for this one, what the answers are, but for this week's movie, I implore all of you to watch bodies, bodies, bodies. You will not be disappointed. TV show I am taking a show that Tanner has just spoken really highly of and he loves, and I can give him a a chance to talk about it as well. But the TV show Six Feet Under, I had not heard about this show until Tanner told me about it. Tanner, what's the elevator pitch? Why should people watch this show?
1: Um, It's very pretentious. Has it aged well? I don't know. But it ultimately did inform like most of my philosophy and personality when I was 16. So it is great. It says a lot about life and tackles issues in in a humorous, but dark way.
0: Love it, love it, love it. And then for music, I'm obviously also going to recommend Hot Girl, parentheses, bodies, bodies, bodies by Charlie XCX. Again, thanks everyone for listening and thank you again to Tanner for joining me. And I want to thank all of you for supporting and listening and I will talk at you soon. Thanks besties. (laughs) We did it.
1: Watch it didn't record.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, I would literally end my life. It was a
1: good Uh,
0: conversation, though. God, it was fantastic. Are you kidding?
1: Yeah, it
0: was good. Please follow, rate, and review Not Another Podcast on Apple and follow us on Spotify and Instagram at Not Another Pod. Your support means everything. Thanks, besties.